With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I do not understand this football name in America. How how many of kicks is there in the football game? Six kicks? I'm going to say it once and hopefully I'm wrong, but it's a disaster waiting to happen. I love all of those things with the piggy skin and the men running around. So much screams and then a toss and then everyone is in a large, large hill. A star is born in the NFL. I like the moxie, but I, more importantly, I like the poise and the noise. Oh, what are you doing? You gotta be paping me. It's Jonathan Elway. He was so sassy and cool. And hey, guys, I'm a cowboy. Bang, bang, sling, sling, toss, toss. I'm going to lose all the time. And then I win. And then he leaves as he wins. You cannot beat this. From Munich, Germany, the Broncos and Bratwurst podcast with Kevin Gilligan. Yes, I'm Kevin Gilligan, born and raised in Denver, Colorado, lifelong Broncos fan. I recently moved to Munich, Germany, but as they say, distance makes the heart grow fonder, and so I still love them and love talking about them, even though it's from across the pond. Happy Monday, Broncos fans. Well, yeah, we're officially now moved to Mondays for Broncos and Bratwurst podcast. And thanks to MileHighReport.com for letting me uh, change things around a little bit to fit my schedule better. My show will be Mondays, and the other guys, I think Mile High Report uh, podcast will be on Wednesdays, and then Something Something Broncos will usually be on Fridays. Both of those other podcasts are absolutely awesome, so definitely, definitely after you listen to my podcast, go check out Mile High Report podcast and the Something Something Broncos podcast. That's a, That one's a little more uh, casual. But um, it's very fun and always filled with information. And as always, stay with MileHighReport.com for all of your Broncos 
um, needs. Anything you want, news, analysis, their draft analysis is fantastic. It's where I get everything I want to know about any players. Some of these guys are like football savants and ladies. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Laurie is like my favorite writer of the whole group. Um, so definitely check them out always. Um, I Seriously, I just recorded a segment just, just like 30 seconds ago and then um, promptly deleted it. So... I guess here's my second go for a segment. I guess it's maybe this is the problem with not being live. I think the Mile High Report team is starting to go live a bit. Um, I think they're getting ready to promote a Twitch stream. So there'll be live shows. I hope to be part of that in the near future. And I think they're going to have a big draft Twitch stream. So you'll always have Broncos information about the draft practically 24-7. Since, of course, I'm here in Germany, we can do almost day-long Broncos coverage, which is pretty legit. But also, um, big bummer that I just deleted my first segment. But hey, maybe this one will be better. Maybe it was maybe it was for the best. Um, I'm, I'm fighting a little bit of a, a throat issue. I don't know if I'm sick or if, I don't know, maybe I had too much cold air go through my throat. I'm not really sure. Um, but apologies for any coughing or weird sounding voice today. Um, later on, we're going to have, as usual, we're going to have the skipper dude. Uh, he's got a great segment uh, about the, the draft, upcoming draft and past drafts. He's going to talk about, um, the scouting reports of different quarterbacks and how the true or how well the scouting reports actually predicted the, the past QBs. And also, if the scouting reports from this season should let the Broncos know who they should or should not draft at the quarterback position. Uh, Very interesting segment, so definitely stay tuned. He will come up after this first segment. Um, What I wanted to talk about, it fits in a little bit with what Skipper Dude is going to talk about. And it's about, um, I guess, the, the players that we instinctively dislike because of usually because of something that they did off the field. And this comes from having watched the Broncos and the Oklahoma city or the the nuggets, excuse me, and the Oklahoma city thunder and Russell Westbrook. If you listen to this show regularly, you know that I'm not a fan of Russell Westbrook. I think he's a child. He's a baby. He's a guy who pads his stats and does not really help his team win. And I don't believe he will ever be a winner. And it's, it's an unfortunate thing for Oklahoma city fans that they lost their other two superstars, and we're stuck with Russell Westbrook. And uh, fortunately for me, Oklahoma City is obviously a rival of the Denver Nuggets, and they should never really be any issue, at least in the, in the coming years, unless something really, really goes right for them. And a lot of that is because they suck with Russell Westbrook and not Kevin Durant or James Harden. And it made me think, why is that? What What's the issue with Russell Westbrook that, that makes it so his team isn't as good as they should be. If he, if he's a superstar, which I, he is, I mean, he is a guy who puts up numbers of a superstar. Why is his team not great? Why, why do, why does he not lead his team to the deep into the playoffs or to the championship game or, or win the championship? And it's a good question. I mean, it, it's, it's a, oftentimes it's an off the court question, but it's also an on the court or on the field question because just like in life, you want to you play harder or you work harder with someone you like. It, it's it's instinctive. We we as people want to be in a group with people that we enjoy, people that we we respect, people we look up to. And if we we look up to our coworkers or our bosses, 
and we respect who they are and what they do, then we will fight harder for them. We will work a little harder. We'll push ourselves a little more to achieve not just our goals, but help them achieve their goals. And that's just how things work. And that, that's, that's life, that's sports, that's anything. And, and people will say, yeah, well, it's just a job. Sure, it's just a job. But it's, it's, it is. It's the same case in any job, any job you work, anyone out there who's working in, a, in an office. I mean, if you work with someone who's a, a jerk or, you know, someone you just don't like, do you ever want really to help them with their goals? Yeah, maybe you do because it's your job, but you're not really motivated. You don't give everything for it because you don't really like them. You don't really care if they reach their goals. That's just the truth of it. And it's the same in sports. And if you got someone like, like Russell Westbrook, sure, his teammates want to win. Of course they do. That's their goals. But do you really think they want to help him achieve his goals? Now, I don't know him off the feet, off the court. Maybe he's the best guy ever, but he doesn't seem like it. He seems like a guy who's all about me and all about, hey, you know, let me pad my stats and, and we'll see what happens at the end. And it's the same in football. And there have been... Guys who are good examples, I think, of they don't seem to be the best teammates. And because of that, even though they're supremely talented, they don't win. They don't show up, at least in the biggest of games. And their teammates don't either. Now, again, I want to clarify. I'm not saying that the teammates don't don't try. They don't fight. They don't put everything into it. They do for themselves. But, but isn't there an, always an extra little push? If you are not just fighting for yourself, if you are fighting for your teammates, if you're giving your whole being, everything you have, because you want them also to succeed. And, and a good example of that for me is um, DeMarcus Ware back in 2015. And the Broncos were a very talented team. They had a very good defense. They had guys who obviously wanted to win a championship, guys who were veterans, guys who were rookies, guys who were somewhere in the middle. And they all, of course, that's always the goal. You want to win the championship for, for more money, but also for, the, for the, the splendor of it all. That's the point. You want to win. But when DeMarcus Ware came along, he brought that leadership, that, that it factor, that, hey, you know, I will do anything for you. We're, I'm going to lead this team. I'm going to be the guy. And look what he did for Von Miller. He changed Von Miller, I, not just as a player, but as a person. And Von Miller will, will, tell, will be the first to say that. And I truly believe that that team in 2015 was better. They fought harder. Things bounced their way because the team was fighting not just for themselves. Each player was not just playing for themselves. They were playing for DeMarcus Ware and Peyton Manning. And that's the the opposite of what I want to talk about in this segment. The opposite, the first example is Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is a guy who's, who is gifted physically. He, he has all the tools. He makes a lot of mistakes. He throws a ton of interceptions, but he has all the tools and he had them all coming out of college. He was one of the highest touted quarterbacks to come out in the last uh, uh, 10 or 20 years. But he, he did have the character issues. He had the, the question marks of if he was even a good guy. He was someone who had been caught stealing lobster from a grocery store. He had been accused of inappropriately touching a woman, or women even. He, he's, a, he's someone who's, who clearly has maturity issues. And, and a, what I always think of, when I think of Jameis Winston, I think of this video right before a game a couple years ago. And he's trying to pump up his players. You know, he's trying to rile them up. He's trying to get them going, like, like a lot of guys do. 
and and he's got this weird shtick where he 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 makes his fingers into a W, and then he he sticks them weirdly into his mouth and says, you know, this is what we're going to do to this win. We're gonna we're gonna eat it or or something. I mean, something just bizarre. And all of his teammates are just standing around in a circle, like, dude, what are you doing? I mean. They weren't laughing. They weren't cheering. They're just like standing around, like looking around, like, I really hope no one's taping this, you know? And that's what I think of Jameis Winston, a guy who's just not grown up. He, he's a little, he's a big kid. He's a kid in, in, the, in the NFL. And do you really think that, that a teammate is going to put his entire body on the line for a kid, you know, or someone who acts like a kid, for someone who's not mature? Someone who wants to be a leader or tries, kind of, but really, really fails. You can't tell me that you're going to fight as hard for him as you did for Peyton Manning. No, you're not. And and he's the first example of that. My second example is Cam Newton. Now, he's a little harder because, of course, he made the Super Bowl and then lost to the Denver Broncos in 2015. But he's a guy who's, who's supremely talented. I mean, just a physical freak. And had talent around him. Still has talent around him. Maybe not great talent, but good talent. Enough that they should have been a team that dominated their division. Year in and year out. And they didn't. And they haven't. And he's had some good years, sure. But then he's had just as many bad years. And years where you're left scratching your head and saying, you know, what the heck happened to Cam Newton? You know, one year he'll be the, the number one fantasy player. And then the next year he'll be... The, the 28th quarterback. Now, I get it. It's not all about fantasy, but he's a guy who disappears. And, and, and part of it is is his character. I truly believe that. Part of it is his, who is the quarterback you think, when you think of Cam Newton, you think of the big smile. You do. You think of this big smile, you know, this this really charming smile and this character that that's fun and, and lovable. And I think that's true when things are going right. Now, when things are going badly for Cam Newton, he turns into the little pouty child the one who can't who can't handle the stress of a bad moment who can't show up in front of a crowd and say hey you know this is what went wrong this was my bad or or own up to something he has the immaturity like Jameis Winston now my my final example is a guy who who is touted and still is as being one of the greatest quarterback talents ever ever to play the game Purely gifted in almost every way as a QB. Big arm, accurate arm, athletic, good pocket passer, smart, can read defenses. But he hasn't been the winner that he should have been. Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl victory, which is better than a lot of players. He's got one more than Dan Marino. One more than Jim Kelly. One more than thousands of others. But when you're touted as the greatest, the, the most gifted QB ever, or one of them at least, you have to win more. And he's a guy like Cam Newton. He's had great years statistically, and then he kind of disappears. And when I think of Aaron Rodgers... I, I also think of someone who's kind of a moper. He kind of mopes. He kind of gets this, you know, oh, sad face. And he 
throws people under the bus. He's a guy who's been known to to chase people out of Green Bay. Is he a guy you think people really, really fight for? There are more things, more rumors, more things in the media about guys not liking him or throwing him under the bus than the opposite, than, than saying he is a great leader. Now, maybe he's it's somewhere in between, but you hear more rumors about him not being a good leader than about him being a great leader. Leadership and, and character and and the ability to to put a team and, and other guys on your back, especially when when you're in a bad position, especially after a tough loss. That is when your character shows. That is when they know, hey, this guy's got my back. And you know what? If he's got my back, I've got his. Yeah, we all don't like Tom Brady. Of course not, because he wins. And yeah, you see Tom Brady cussing out his teammates on the sideline. But you know what? I don't know if I've ever heard someone complain about Tom Brady. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, he's kind of an ass. Sometimes he's wrong. But they they fight for him. They play for him. And that's just not the case with some guys. And that's what you have to look for in a quarterback. You have to look for someone who has it. They've got the thing. They have the character. They have the ability to stand out in front of a crowd, in front of the media, and say, hey, this is my bad. This is my mistake. You know why? Because it's my team. Even if it wasn't your fault, even if you had a good game, you take it. You take it on to you. And if you do that, your teammates will fight for you. They'll go out there and they'll, they'll, they'll bleed for you on the field. And that is what leads to championships. And that is exactly what led to the 2015 championship here in Denver and exactly what the Broncos should try to build for for their next championship victory, hopefully in the next few years. Okay, up next, Skipper Dude with his scouting reports. Get ready, get your pens ready, get your brains ready, and see if you can guess these quarterbacks just by their scouting reports. Good luck. Skipper Dude, after this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks, as always, for having me on, Kevin. I am the Skipper Dude, proud Broncos fan since 1984. So today, I wanted to put you, my dear listeners, through some draft day calisthenics. If you're going to be ready to follow the NFL draft later this month, and perhaps more importantly, second-guess the decisions made by John Elway and Vic Fangio and the Broncos brass, you're going to be in need to be in shape. So we're going to go through an early April NFL fan version of some stretching exercises. And so I'm going to start today with a trivia question, and then we're going to move on to a game where I'm going to read off the college scouting reports of six famous and infamous first-round quarterbacks 
and mix them in with the top three quarterbacks of the 2019 draft. And it's going to be up to you decide on each whether to pick or pass. All right, so first a trivia question. If Kyler Murray is drafted number one overall in this month's draft, he'll become the third Oklahoma Sooner quarterback to be chosen number one overall. Can you name the other two? Okay, so now, on to the draft picks. Give yourself a point here if you get the uh, pick or pass correct. And most of them are going to be you know, a, a definite pick or pass. And, and another point if you can guess the actual quarterback involved. Because some of these you should actually be able to get uh, figure out from the scouting report. Okay, let's start from the first one. This goes back to the late 90s and comes from Sports Illustrated. All right. Probably the most prepared quarterback to enter the NFL draft in several years. He has had a storybook college career and has been in a top-level program with excellent coaching, and he has maturity and great intangibles to go along with his natural skills. He should be able to pick up the mental aspect of the game early on at the NFL level and should play very quickly. He has great overall vision. Uh, he is a fierce competitor, and all of his mechanics are very solid. He has good arm strength, but not necessarily a gun that you might necessarily... Um, expect from a quarterback at the top of the draft. He has adequate mobility, although he is not a scrambler by nature. He has done an excellent job of getting the most out of his abilities, but he is not quite as natural a player as another quarterback to be taken in the same draft. One question that some NFL scouts have is the question, will he get any better? At times, he gives the appearance of being a self-made player, and sometimes those types of players don't always go on to great NFL careers. In his productive NFL, in his case, he may be a productive NFL quarterback, but he may not have Hall of Fame-type skills, but it certainly won't be for lack of effort. He has probably been the most scouted player in the draft in recent years, and because that NFL teams tend to look too much at potential flaws instead of accepting him for what he is, a great college quarterback that is on his way to an outstanding NFL career. Okay, so pick or pass, and do you know who this is? And the answer is pick. This is uh, the, the uh, Sports Illustrated scouting report for Peyton Manning back in 1998. All right, did you get that one? All right, let's move on to the next one. This also comes from uh, Sports Illustrated, and it says he appears to be the hot quarterback in this draft, and he led his school to a storybook season. He is a physically imposing quarterback with great size and strength. He is very sturdy and durable in the pocket and is a surprisingly good athlete for his size. He has a strong arm and shows good touch and can change up the speed on his passes. He has good feet, but is not really a scrambler. However, he can stand in and take the big hits. He is a very naturally gifted player, but could improve on his throwing mechanics, although it is not a major problem. There are no physical or athletic limitations to hold him back from becoming a great NFL quarterback. However, there appear to be some nagging questions in the area of maturity and his mental approach to the game. He is perceived as not always an easy guy to work with, and he tends to get beat. He tends to beat to his own drummer. As soon as good as he is, he can have some streaks on the field where he looks like he has forgotten everything he has been taught. There seems to be a nagging question here that something might be missing, but it may be hard to verbalize it. However, he made all the right moves at the end of this season and when he declared for the NFL draft. Unless he turns some teams off in individual interviews between now and the draft, he should have no problems. 
he, nobody will question his physical ability and is not outlandish to think that he could be the first pick of the draft. There is a huge upside, and it is conceivable that he could be one of the best young quarterbacks in the game in two to three years. His ability to play as physical as he does and take the hits that will obviously come when playing for a team that obviously doesn't have a very good offensive line will help him get over tough times as a team builds around him. All right, that's from Sports Illustrated. So, pick or pass? And the answer is pass. This is uh, the scouting report for Ryan Leaf, who, who was taken with the number two pick in the 1998 draft. Very, very interesting turn of events leading up to the 1998 draft. He had the Indianapolis Colts with the number one pick overall, San Diego Chargers with number two, and right up until draft day, it looked like the, the picks could go either way. And, and with um, Manning going to Indianapolis and, and Leaf going to the Chargers, and you think about what would have changed, how it would have changed the complexion of the AFC through the 2000s had that fateful draft gone the other direction. Think about if the Colts had taken Ryan Leaf and the Chargers had taken Peyton Manning. Things would have played out very, very differently for for a good solid 10 to 15 years. All right, so let's move on. The next one from Football Outsiders. Possibly the most physically talented quarterback prospect since John Elway. He's six foot six, 260 pounds, with an arm strength that makes Brett Favre look like Danny Warfel. He's also a good runner, and his arm strength allows him to hit any open receiver while he is on the move. He has huge hands, which help him avoid fumbles and remarkably quick feet for such a large man. Physically, he compares favorably to Ben Roethlisberger. Assuming he can get his weight under control, he figures to be more mobile than Big Ben. However, hidden behind his immense physical talent are a couple of major red flags. For starters, as recently as last summer's training camp, he was engaged in a fierce quarterback battle with two other quarterbacks. There were rumors that he was gone to the NFL at the end of the season, no matter how the year went, simply because he was unsure that he'd be able to hold on to the starting job again. He emerged from the controversy to have a great season, but it was the first of his career in which he was statistically the best passer on his team. While this history doesn't doom him, Tom Brady had similar issues. I would still be wary of spending the number one overall pick and the huge signing bonus that comes with it on a guy who wasn't even the clear-cut starter his final year in college. Less than six months ago, very few experts considered him a first-round pick. An even bigger issue is that he is an atrocious decision-maker. He consistently throws the ball into triple, double and triple coverage. Like Favre, he often gets away with it by making spectacular throws. Still, field vision is the single most important quality for a quarterback. You can get away with being average in this regard if you have superior arm strength and accuracy, but he still has a ways to go before he can be considered average at seeing the field. All right, so pick or pass? And the answer is pass. This is, this is the... Uh, the scouting report for Jamarcus Russell in 2017, who may possibly have been the single worst draft pick in NFL history. If you remember back, if you're paying attention to the NFL at that point, general manager Al Davis of the Oakland Raiders, who, who was clearly losing it mentally at that point, but holding on to the general manager job and the personnel decisions made this decision to, to take um, Jamarcus Russell against the, you know, clearly the advice of some of the scouts out there. But, but what, what really blows you away is to look at who Al Davis 
passed on to get Jamarcus Russell. He passed on Calvin Johnson, Joe Thomas, Adrian Peterson, Marshawn Lynch, and Darrell Rivas in order to pick Jamarcus Russell number one overall. A truly horrible, horrible pick. All right, so let's move on. Next one, this comes from Walter Football. Strengths, playmaker, gunslinger attitude, instincts, can be an accurate passer with good ball placement. Throws receivers open, excellent touch passer, throws with good timing, mobility, escapability to extend plays, difficult to sack, good at throwing on the run, can pick up yards on the ground, enough arm to make all the throws in the NFL, leadership potential. All right, weaknesses. Undersized, shorter than ideal, poor footwork, gets happy feet in the pocket, inconsistent field vision, can have issues reading the field. Teams question how will he perform when forced to stay in the pocket. Did play a lot of comp- top competition. Maturity will need the more development for working under center and transition from a college style to a pro style offense. All right, so pick or pass. And the answer is pick. This was the uh, scouting report from Walter Football for Baker Mayfield going back um, just, just last year. And, and obviously, a, a guy that uh, the Broncos would have loved to have had, I think, at, at number five in the draft and, and one, even though he had some maturity issues, according to the scouting report, uh, he, he was one that uh, the Cleveland Browns were, were probably exceedingly happy to have taken at number one overall last year. All right, so let's move on. The next one also comes from Walter Football. Strengths, powerful arm, can throw a hard fastball into tight windows, quality build, can push the ball downfield, throws a good deep ball, able to loft in touch passes, has stretches of good accuracy, stands tall in the pocket, moves his eyes, comfortable and patient in the pocket, shows good timing, lots of upside. All right, and weaknesses, raw, lacks experience, inconsistent decision-making, has to get faster at working through progressions. Footwork needs improvement. Ball placement can be off, not a dangerous threat. Okay, so pick or pass? And the answer is, hmm. actually, we don't know on this one. This is uh, the, the Walter Football uh, scouting report for Dwayne Haskins. And I think it is interesting to uh, look at one of the weaknesses here. Has to get faster at working through progressions. We'll, we'll, see, this, um, we'll see this play out in, in, in a minute here with another uh, famous draft pick. All right, so let's move on. And the next one is also from Walter Football. Strengths, excellent arm strength, cannon of her right arm, has a serious fastball, accurate passer, makes some beautiful touch throws, tough, take, takes big hits, can make all the throws required, throws a catchable ball, can work through progressions, tremendous at making big plays off script, excellent improvisation skills, makes good throws when he can't set his feet, has nice feel, awareness, throwing from a variety of platforms, gamer, reads safeties well, finds the open receiver, throws a good deep ball, Mobility, athletic, moves well in the pocket, can pick up yards on the ground, quick feet, potential for good footwork, pro athlete pedigree, intangibles, good character, hard worker, competitor, uh, competitor and good leadership. Uh, wow, that's a, that's a pretty good set of uh, uh, strengths. All right, so weaknesses. Gunslinger, who can be reckless with the football, has some mechanical issues to fix, throws too many passes across, back across the field, can sail deep balls too far, We'll need to learn working under center. We'll have to work on footwork with making drops from under center. We'll need to learn working in an NFL huddle. 
will need to improve footwork, needs development for a pro-style offense. College offense ran a lot of plays he won't run in the NFL. Needs to take more checkdowns. Needs to work on staying in and being comfortable in the pocket. All right, so pick or pass. And the answer is... Pick. Absolutely. This is the scouting report, Walter Football, for Patrick Mahomes uh, back in 2017. And, you know, after you read this, and especially the strengths involved here, it's really surprising that that um, Patrick Mahomes fell as far as he did into the middle of the first round where he was picked by the Chiefs in, in 2017. Quite a, and just an amazing bargain that um, that the Chiefs. But but really, uh, the, the greatness of Mahomes probably should have been seen by teams higher in the draft that year. So, all right, so let's move on. Next one, uh, strengths. Fire hose for a right arm. Can throw a hard fastball into tight windows. Good size, build. Can push the ball downfield. Throws a good deep ball. Able to loft and touch passes. Above average accuracy. Stands tall in the pocket. Moves his eyes. Works through his progressions. Can throw receivers open. Doesn't miss open receivers. Shows good timing, anticipation. Good athlete. Has more mobility than many realize. Good size for an NFL quarterback. Lots of upside. Okay, and weaknesses. Slightly smaller hands, 9 inches. Needs to improve footwork. Revolving coaching door. Led to lack of some basic development. Needs to improve decision making. Trust his arm too much. Will throw into coverage that he shouldn't. All right, so pick or pass? And the answer is... Hmm. We don't know. This is actually Drew Locke and and the... Uh, Got a report again from Walter Football. Interesting to see he has, you know, a, a good solid set of strengths, and um, the, the weaknesses are, are mostly coachable type type things. All right, so let's move on. The next one, um, strong arm, can make all the throws, great size, well built, height, weight, capable of brilliant throws into white tight windows, good mobility, athletic, can throw a beautiful deep ball, throws well on the run, flashes pocket presence. When comfortable, sees the field well. Can be tough to bring down. Toughness. Has played hurt. Hand size, 10.25 inches. Capable of picking up yards with his feet. Okay, weaknesses. Raw. Streaky as a passer. Inconsistent field vision. Has to quicken the process. Can be slow to work through his progressions. Needs lots of development for a pro-style offense. Will need to learn working under center. Questions about off-the-field maturity and professionalism. All right, pick or pass? And the answer is pass. This this was um, the the Walter Football uh, scouting report for Paxton Lynch in 2016. Very interesting, I think, to see number one questions about off the field maturity, professionalism. Also, the the comments, two comments here about the need to um, the, to work through his progressions faster. And and we definitely saw this in in. Uh, and his stay in, in Denver. And it's, and it's interesting to me to see that there are some similar concerns towards Dwayne Haskins in the same way. All right, so let's move on. Next one, strengths. Gritty gamer, good arm, above average accuracy, can push the ball downfield, throws a good deep ball, able to loft in touch passes, will throw guys open, shows good timing, athletic, can hurt defenses with his feet, escapability, will make some unbelievable throws, winner mentality. Weaknesses, extremely short, thinner framed, underweight for typical quarterbacks, could have durability issues in the NFL, too short to execute three-step drop passing in the NFL, not wildly inaccurate but misses some throws, recall is average, arrogant, personality could turn some off, 
questions on his leadership skills. All right, so pick or pass? And the answer is, mm. we don't know. This is, this is uh, the, the Walter Football Scouting Report for Kyler Murray. And, and I think it's interesting to see that uh, there are some character issues here with, with Kyler Murray. The arrogant personality could turn some off and questions on his leadership skills. And, and I basically have to wonder, to a certain extent, um, that, that, that the Cardinals are actually considering choosing him with the number one pick in the draft with, with the uh, issues that he has. And, and I don't think that you see the types of personality issues that you saw with Jamarcus Russell, especially with him even being overweight. And, and so I don't think it's that bad a pick necessarily. But boy, I think that he's the kind of pick that um, looks like a real potential bust at number one. And I think if he falls to number 10 even, I am hoping John Elway doesn't take the bait and, and go and, and look at uh, taking Kyler Murray at number 10. So, in conclusion, this, is, this was the nine I wanted to put out there. This was actually a very interesting exercise for me. Typically, I'll go into this type of a research per, expecting a t- particular result. In this case, I thought I was going to prove that evaluating quarterbacks in the NFL is an extremely difficult business. What I actually found was a little bit different. In basically every case we looked at here, when a first-round quarterback was going to be a bust, there were nagging questions about his character heading into the draft. We saw it with Ryan Leaf, with with Jamarcus Russell, and then again, of course, with Paxton Lynch, a guy who, as it turned out, looked like he he would prefer to play video games than than learn an NFL playbook. On the positive side, with mega studs like Peyton Manning and Patrick Mahomes, and, and even Andrew, um, Andrew Luck, who, who I, I didn't uh, uh, look at here because, I mean, it was just an amazing um, scouting report on him, almost 100% positive. But, but what you saw is NFL scouts gushing about their intangibles prior to the, to the draft. And, and so, again, that's why I would be very, very careful with Kyler Murray. Now, with Drew Locke and Dwayne Haskins, character and leadership really come off as this sort of neutral for both of them. And, and so for, for that reason, I don't think you're going to be looking at a superstar-type quarterback with, any, with either of them. I, I think they're the kind of guys that could probably, maybe a, a Jared Goff type of a guy who, who could win with the right team around him. I think you'd be getting somebody who's a healthy step up from Case Keenum, but, but neither one strikes me as anything particularly special. If I'm John Elway, I think I'd just go with Joe Flacco this year and see if I can grab some more talent on defense, maybe even a tight end early in the draft. Okay, now speaking of Kyler Murray, back to my original trivia question. If Murray's drafted number one overall in this month's draft, he'll become the third Oklahoma Sooner quarterback to be chosen number one overall. Can you name the other two? And the answer is Baker Mayfield in 2018 and Sam Bradford in 2010. Kevin, back to you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thanks, as always, to the Skipper Dude who brings such an awesome, uh, different twist on how we think about the draft and how we think about the structure of a football team. And I think you make some really good points. And it's again, it's really interesting when you go and look at just the scouting report and see how those from the past and those from the present have have turned out. How, how accurate are they? What really matters from a scouting report? And as Skipper Dude says, it really appears so important what the character of these guys is. I mean, are they good guys? Are they guys who, you know, you're not sure about their, their motivation, about their arrogance, about their being a, deemed, a, a good team member, uh, being a leader? And it matters with quarterbacks. And I think it matters with all players, but it especially matters with quarterbacks. They are the most important player on the team. They're the most important person probably in a franchise. And we see that. And it's really, really, really hard to find a guy who has everything, who has the talent, the brain, and the character. And every now and then you find it. I mean, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, etc. But as we said, even sometimes you get these physically gifted guys who have the brain even, but when you don't have the character, oftentimes it leads to not being successful. Now, that's not always. I mean, Jim Kelly was, I mean, I think by all stories, a really, really great guy. He was, you know, he was a really good talent and he was smart. He just didn't win. Now, he had plenty of chances. He went to three Super Bowls uh, in a row, but, you know, sometimes it's just pure luck also, obviously. And maybe you can say the same thing about Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton or Jameis Winston, but I think there is, it's enough of a trend that you really can say, okay, you need someone who can come in and be the guy. And it sounds like with Drew Locke and Dwayne Haskins, like Skipper Dude says, they're they're not thought of as being bad characters. They're just not really characters. I mean, Locke is a guy who I think he's good in front of the media. He's He seems comfortable. He seems confident, but he's not really a leader. He sounds like a guy who's more quiet, more like a Joe Flacco person. And maybe sometimes that will work. They're not a negative effect on the team. But I think you still, you want, your desire is to get the guy. Look at Baker Mayfield. I mean, the guy is, you know, they, they had character questions, but partly because he's he's too, I don't know, excited, too passionate about football sometimes, too, you know, much of a character. And yeah, it can get you into trouble. But more often than not, that is the true characteristic of a of a great player. Now, yeah, again, it's always, it's always, of course, the number one key to to winning and to being a good team in the NFL is is talent. But it's not only talent. I mean, you, we see guys every year get drafted high in the draft, you know, top ten picks, and they have all the talent in the world, but they don't go anywhere because either they're not smart enough or they don't have the character to survive in a really really tough environment. And as I've said over and over and over, the Broncos need to continue to focus on bringing in character players, guys who who will make the locker room a better place, but especially a quarterback. And I just don't see any quarterback in this draft that you know blows me away with with their leadership, their brain, or the their athleticism. I mean, maybe Kyler Murray, Murray with the athleticism, but I think 
I think the Cardinals are headed for are headed for a disaster. I think they're going to draft Kyler Murray. You've got this young, you know, really young coach who's never coached in the NFL, um, but you know, past what I think one year as a defensive backs coach or something. I mean, he's really inexperienced, um, and he's. I mean, this is Kingsbury in Arizona. And I just heard read something I think last week about him saying to, that he'll during during team meetings he'll give the players some um, cell phone break time so they'll have time to to check their cell phones and you know post to Instagram or, or whatever they're going to do. It's just like oh man, this dude is is headed he's headed for a for a hell hole I think and and if and Kyler Murray in that situation to me seems like the worst possible situation for him. So I think if they draft Murray, I think they're in dire, dire straits and they're a team that already is bad. They have almost zero talent on that team. I mean, well, I, I, I think Arizona, I would rather be almost any team in the league or any fan base in the league other than Arizona. And it's a shame because I'm a big Larry Fitzgerald guy. And, you know, it's unfortunate that he has to kind of ride off into the sunset with a crappy, crappy club. Um, it's interesting as we look again, the mock drafts continue and they will for the next three weeks. The draft is, I believe in now what, 25, 24 days, something like that. So it's getting closer and closer and we get more and more prognostication and people guessing what's going to happen and, and no one has any idea. I mean, it's, it, it really does seem like more of a crapshoot than, than even normal, but to look at some of the top 10, um, lists and I, I, I mostly looked at walterfootball.com and the, the NFL.com, uh, list as well. And they're interesting because I think Walter Football, with if you look at the picks just around the Broncos, you have um, Ed Oliver going at number nine right before the Broncos. They have Walter Football has Drew Locke to the Broncos at ten, and Devin White at eleven, which means the Broncos would have had the option to draft White, and were one pick away from drafting Oliver, but instead land on Locke. That's the prediction from Walter Football, the latest prediction at least. Now, the NFL.com mock draft has Locke going at number two. Number two, I believe. I I believe they had the Raiders picking him at number two. They had uh, Devin White going to the Broncos at 10, and then Oliver going at 13. Oliver falling all the way down to 13. The NFL.com has the Broncos then selecting Devin White over at Oliver, which I think is pretty interesting. I think... Those are the three guys who really get mentioned over and over and over with the with the Broncos, and I think they're they're a lot of Broncos fans have them kind of penciled in, and whoever falls is the guy they're going to pick. Now, if somehow all three are available at ten, now I think that's extremely unlikely, but I think it's vaguely, vaguely, vaguely possible. Who do the Broncos pick? I have. Over and over said, I don't believe they're going to draft Drew Locke, and I still firmly stand by that. I just don't see him being a fit. I don't see him being the guy. Um, I think they wanted him later later in the draft, not at the number 10 pick, and I just don't see it happening. I think Drew Locke probably still goes in the top 15, but but just not to the Denver Broncos. Um, now, when it comes to between White and Oliver, for me, I would pick Oliver, I think. Uh, he's a guy who really, really seems to be a freakish talent um he does get some comparisons to Aaron Donald even if that's ridiculous because Aaron Donald is kind of completely on a level of his own but he does have that kind of explosive strength and 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 his quickness he he his shuttle time so the shuttle being really kind of showing how quick your feet are and how quick your hips can 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 pivot and whatnot it was as good as top receivers I if, if I remember right it was like it was on par, almost almost level with, with a guy like Antonio Brown. So 
absolutely insane. I mean, his his agility for a big man is through the roof, and his strength and, and everything. I, I like his character. Um, I don't know if he's a leader, but he seems like a good farm kid. Um, I'm sure everyone has their own problems, but I don't have any real red flags with him. I haven't seen many, at least. You know, tell me if I'm wrong. Um, and I think he's just a guy you could not pass up. Now, White, I think he's a really, really good player, but he's raw. Um, I think he has a lot of learning he'll have to do. He's really, really physically gifted. He's quick. He's fast. He seems smart to, to play a to play the middle linebacker position. But it's just a position that I think most people would agree is not a prime position for a top pick in the draft. Now, sometimes that proves to be wrong. Sometimes if you have this Hall of Fame middle linebacker like a Luke Keekley, then it can really change your defense. And Fangio really bases his defense a lot around the middle linebacker. So it would make sense. But I still think you, if you see, if you have a guy like Oliver Fall, much like Chubb fell in 2018, I think you have to pick him. Have to, period. I, I think even if Oliver falls to nine, you may dr- trade up to pick him because he is that kind of talent. And I mean, it's the same, of course, with Quinn and Williams, but I don't, I've never seen Quinn and Williams falling past like six or seven in, in the draft in a mock. So I, I don't think that's even really worth talking about. But of course, if he's there, then yes, I would pick Quinn and Williams above probably anybody i mean i could see him going first no he, he could go number one in in the draft and not really you know no one would really blink um and he still could i mean it's possible kyler murray isn't picked by arizona but all you know for from what we see it definitely seems like that is going to be what happens and uh well good luck out there in the desert um but anyway, yeah, I think, again, as I've said many times, Locke is not the guy. I, I saw, a, I've seen both of these mocks have Daniel Jones going in the top 20. I just, I mean, I get it. The teams are are kind of panicking for quarterbacks, and they always are. But Dan, Daniel Jones in the first round, are you saying there are going to be four quarterbacks in the first round, and Drew Locke and Daniel Jones are both going to be top 20 picks? I just don't see it. I don't see it. I, I think, I, I think... My opinion, especially with Drew Locke going to the Broncos, it's just a lazy, it's a lazy mock. It's just saying, oh, well, Elway, big, strong quarterback, pencil it in. I I think they're just saying, okay, we don't even need to worry about Locke anymore because he's going to the Broncos. And, you know, if he's not, then Daniel Jones is going to the Broncos. I, I saw a mock draft, I forget where, that had Daniel Jones going to the Broncos at 10 because Drew Locke went, I don't know, to the Raiders or somebody. And it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's pigeonholing John Elway and saying oh yeah John Elway has no mind of his own he has no brain he just always picks the quarterback and that's insane I mean I get it I get that he's got the reputation with after Brock Osweiler and Paxton Lynch but if you I mean don't you think the guys learned and why do you think he went out and got Joe Flacco Joe Flacco is is the answer they got Joe Flacco because they didn't seem to love any of the guys in the draft and I think you only possibly draft a guy if you are absolutely head over heels in love with him. And I just 120% don't believe the Broncos are in love with any of the quarterbacks in this year's draft. And and, and good luck trying to commit, convince me otherwise. Now we'll see in a couple of weeks what happens. I think it's very likely they, they get a guy like White or Oliver, and I would be totally, totally, totally happy if that happens. And then, you know, as you go along in the second and third rounds, I can see them, you know, getting even uh, offensive tackle depth. I think they'll get a tight end. I can see them drafting a tight end high in the second round because remember that I think it's the forty-first pick in the second round. That's a high pick, remember, and that could be a guy like maybe perhaps like Noah Fant who falls 
perhaps he falls out of the first round and maybe a little bit into the second. Maybe the Broncos trade up a little bit to get a top tight end. I think I would be happy. I would be very happy if they got Oliver at number 10 and then picked up a tight end, one of the top tight ends in the second round, beginning of the second round. And then the rest of the draft, you kind of try to fill in the other you know pieces you need along with obviously going with the best player available. So if someone really, really falls to the third round or something, then I'm cool with them taking a flyer on that player because as we've seen, Elway especially thrives building through free agency and he kind of hopes for a couple really great picks in the later rounds like Lindsay. I mean, if you go, I think SB Nation did a redraft of the 2018 draft and it ended up that the Broncos had three guys who were, who were deemed worthy to be picked in the first round being obviously Bradley Chubb and then Cortland Sutton. And then finally at the end of the first round, um, Philip Lindsay, who incredibly, incredibly went undrafted, but SB nation redrafted, you know, they did a redraft and he ended up in the first round of the 2018 NFL draft as a mock after the fact. And it shows you how fortunate the Broncos were for one. And I hope that it shows that John Elway has figured out some, way of of seeing the type of players that can contribute the type of people that can really turn this team around and turn it back into a championship team which I do think they are on their way Las Vegas has the Broncos at seven wins seven wins in 2019 I think that's a little low I have them about eight and eight Um, I think if things went right they could go nine and seven I saw also that Adam Schefter and a few others are reporting that many Coaches and, and general managers and others around the league think that the Broncos did a really good job in getting Joe Flacco. So the NFL seems to like or dislike, however you want to look at it. They think it was a good move to go and get Joe Flacco, um, even if the fans and I don't particularly love it. They think he's going to really fit the offense and he's going to be exactly what they need to to be the bridge or even to compete in the next few years. And I think that is the plan. I think that's the idea. That that's That's plan A. I do believe plan A right now, with John Elway is to win with Joe Flacco in the next three years. Not this year. I think you, you still got to rebuild a bit, but I think in 2020 or 2021, their plan is to win with Flacco. It's not to go and draft a young guy this draft, maybe not even in 2020 or 2021, is to win right now with Joe Flacco. Get the best out of Von Miller, Chris Harris Jr., and the others that you can. And then as John Elway rides off into the sunset after these three years left on his contract, he will leave the mess to somebody else who will have to blow it all up and rebuild the team again. That's all I got for y'all. Um, stay tuned, as always, like I said, to milehighreport.com. It is the best place for all Broncos information. We're going to be starting a live stream soon. Um, before that goes up, always, always, always listen to the podcast at Mile High Reports. They are really good. Um, they had a really great one last week with the Mile High Report podcast. Ian St. Clair and Adam Alnati had on, um, oh, geez, now I forget his name. The guy down from Tampa Bay. No, I, I listened to it like twice. I really, anyway, go go check out their last podcast. It's really fantastic. Just a ton, ton of information with those those three. And, and I think Joe Rolls was on there as well. Really, really awesome. Who they think is going to you know be available for the Broncos, who the Broncos should be interested in, and much more information. So check that out. And... Be back here next Monday for more Broncos and Bratwurst podcasts. You guys have a, a fantastic week. 
见。